Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Yo, 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 in the house. Yo, 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 in the house. Oh, my God. So much to say. I don't even know where to begin with you. There's so much to say. What are you talking about? I mean, first of all, I think this is one of the best fucking episodes of this fucking show. You love this season so far, dude. Season well, dude, two this, is this, your favorite. Well, this episode, I think, is one of the best of season one and two so far, dude. This is I, I fucking laughed my ass off at this episode. I laughed a lot in this episode. There's so, so much funny shit oh in this episode. Gosh. I'm so glad Bill's coming on today. Yeah, we have Bill Lawrence on the show today, guys. Surprise! Is he, is he here, uh, Daniel? Okay, well, you can let him in when he comes here. Bill's one of the only guests we won't put in a virtual green room. No, we would... Nobody puts Bill in the Nobody corner. Nobody puts baby in the Nobody in a puts room. Billy in the corner. Oh my um, God. Yeah, I really thought this episode, I, 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 I you know, I, I usually, I pause when I want to write something and make a note to talk about it. And I was pausing every other sentence. I just thought it was so funny. Has a lot of funny moments in There's this episode. There's a lot of stunts in it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of funny gags. Rob is hilarious. Rob is hilarious in this Rob, episode. Well, we will save it for when Bill gets on him. How are yeah. you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good, good. A lot of people love and deservant. I mean, if we if we had merch, if, if I gotta tell you, if 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 iHeart could figure out, uh, if the giant conglomerate of iHeart could figure out how to get us merch, deservant would be on a mug. Deservant would be the picture of uh, the t on the t shirt. It would be on a t shirt on people, a mug. Oh my my! Um, I I laughed out loud. Someone on my Instagram when I promoted today's show. We record this uh, a little bit before you guys, so this is Tuesday. The sorry, this is Thursday the sixth. Um, someone wrote 
Uh, this one's going to be deservant of a listen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Our fans are so fucking awesome and funny. They They're make me so laugh. witty, man. They're so witty. Very funny people that listen. Well, obviously, if you like a show this good, you must be a funny person. They are savvy. They are savvy and with it. They love our songs. Did you see that thing I sent you of the the woman who on on Twitter who edited together a little quick video to the ramp song? I ran down the ramp song. Yeah, yeah. I ran down the ramp. Yeah. She cut together footage of JD running around down the, the scrubs ramp. Down the scrubs ramp <laughs> in several di- yeah several different ways he ran down. One time he he goes down on his back. Joelle, you might have to reward that woman um, with uh, with letting no. her ask a question. She fucking no. cut a video for us, dude. No, listen, man. All right, that, and that's very nice. She spent a lot of time on that. I wished it was longer. If you're listening, uh, nobody um, is done what Shay is done. Nobody is done what Shay is done. Well, Shay's any... up. Shay's coming up. He's on uh, in a little bit. But that's what I'm trying to say. If you are, if you, we're not, we've been giving it away a little too easily. Oh, so you're like, saying the only way to get on is to is to uh, self publish a a, a, a no, book about Scrubs? <laughs> I'm saying at least get close to the level of fandom that Shay has put, has has shown man that's like he trumps everybody he this trumps young lady, everybody this young lady spent one or a lot of time think how much time I'm into, she searched the whole fucking show for shots of jd running down the ramp <laughs> she went to youtube and was like scrubs ramp and then that's what she did dude. oh man anyway i she, laughed that song i cannot get that fucking song out of my head i sing it all day long you know what song i can't get out of my fucking head what what you trying to get into, Adele Shun? What you trying to do? I agree. It's fire. I'm not going to lie. And the I love it. The shit you trying to get into, Adele Shun. What is it? What is it? <laughs> well, don't forget, everybody. That's a ringtone that you can have on your phone. I know. Again, Joel, is there a max to how many ringtones we have? Because when I read my comments, everyone's like asking lots of questions. They want another one. We can't do another one. We can. DJ we Khaled can't. said on the last episode, DJ Khaled said we could. <laughs> I know he did, but that's, I mean, listen, he was just trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> we, did our, we did our new favorite segment, Ask DJ Khaled, and he gave us permission. I know, but no, dude, no. <laughs> oh, man. If I had the bandwidth in my brain, I would, I would, I would just take over the whole merch thing and do it myself. But I, I don't I know, that, know that I care enough. But I, I, I have so many funny ideas. And our fans and listeners are suggesting so many funny ideas. I like lo- a, it, would, it would be a whole little side career for me. I love that everybody's involved, man. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants to be involved in it, and I like well, that. Well, you know, what you I mean? know GQ, uh, British GQ says it's the second best podcast of the year. Wow. You know, and they're the the British are wise. They're British very wise. wise. They're, they're wise they're, people. They're, they're very very wise. They have know? good taste. Let's be honest. Well, you know, British people have good taste. Let's 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 call it what it is. They're right. GQ like, is right. You like in my beard, I'm trying to catch up with you. I do like it. I like that you're letting the gray grow out a little bit. Though, well, too. a little bit. Yeah, I can't get as bushy as yours ever. It just won't happen. It would take so long for me. This is this is all quarantine. Oh, the whole quarantine. But the I feel like even quarantine. if I did, well, I guess I maybe if I did four months, yeah. It looks nice. I like it on you. It's a new look. It is a new look. I like it too. How's Casey putting up with it? Does she complain she, about it? No, she doesn't complain about my beard. She doesn't complain. She complains about other things, you know, like my lack of uh, support in the house. Oh, when it yeah. comes to the children. Are you but, not helping? Are you being the horrible husband that lies on the couch and plays video games? 
No, I'm not being that person. But you know my wife. If there's nothing to do, she's going to find something to do in the form of cleaning or something like that. That's just her. And I don't think she's always been like that. But I think ever since she's had kids, a way to get away from everybody is to clean, I guess. Because mm-hmm. uh, she'll find things that aren't even dirty. And it's really weird because she's never been that type of person. But she'll find things that are dirty and just be like, I got to clean this right now. And then she'll, but it's a way, I think it's a way for her to spend time away from us without being like, I can't be around y'all. You but don't you I mean? feel so, like in quarantine, this fucking deep into quarantine, people are just starting to lose their minds a little bit. And they're like, what can I do? I know I'm going to clean the freezer. Like people are, I think people are going a little batty. Yeah. You know, uh, she, she got out the house today, which I'm very happy for. She, she you let her out. I let her out. I let her ass out. <laughs> you're, so, you're so strict with letting people out. Did you like, she was like, can I, I, I go this out? Like a, I picture this like a padlock on the front door. <laughs> she was like, can I go out? I was like, one second. Click, 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 click. Let me undo the chain, undo the other chain, undo the other chain. Yeah. And then I open the door and it's like, Yeah, bright sunlight hits her face. Right. And she's like blind for a second when it hits her. She's like, oh, it's so bright. And then I let her out. Yeah. Where'd she go? She went to play tennis. Oh, with Chris Crabb? With Christopher Crabb. She went That's and- our old uh, Donald and I. We spoke about him once. He was our old uh, tennis coach when we were allowed to go to tennis. Yeah, she took a tennis lesson. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Thunderous applause. Thunderous Ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. Turn your key, Donald. Thunderous Give it applause. up. It's turn. Give it up for Bill Murray. Yes. Yes. America's favorite showrunner is here, everybody. I, I'm sure I have a lot of complaints today. I have a lot of issues today that we're going to bring up. Bill, why is your camera not on? I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm starting my uh, okay, voice memo. There you are. Uh, I got a lot okay, of issues man. today. I'm bringing, I'm bringing up uh, complaints and stuff. I'm, I'm ready. All right, go. Let's we want go. to hear it all. Let's go. The, this uh, is called this. This new. This is called Bill bitches. The, look, <laughs> see, that's what it is. That's what it it's is. It's a we're new looking, segment. <laughs> we're looking. <laughs> I mean, we're, look, it's the second season of the show. Congratulations, by the way, guys. I, I, I saw something that, like, uh, a podcast you have to listen to. I've run into people um, that uh, talk about the podcast independently of you two. Its success makes me very happy. The only thing that makes me happier is there are some people that feel that I'm some way involved or behind it, and I am not changing that narrative. If I can take credit, you I am. You are behind it, Bill. You are you indirectly behind it. You started this whole thing. If it wasn't for this. you, I wouldn't know Donald. Uh, Donald would be, I'd be like, um, I don't know what I'd be doing, porn. You'd Donald be- would be doing Clueless 7. Right, dude. <laughs> Every time they bring up, do you want to produce? I'm the one that's the holdout when it comes to the Clueless remake. Every time they're like, do you want to really? make the, re- do you want to do the remake? Do you want to do the remake? And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Alicia's down to I'm do st- it. I'm still spending that Scrubs money. <laughs> Wait a second. Really are you kidding? Or are you serious? Alicia's I'm down joking, to do it. Dude, oh, okay, no. you should do it. Where are they now? It would be great if we could do a Clueless sequel. That would be awesome. Do I think it's gonna happen? I think nah. nowadays more people are open to it. I think ten years ago everybody was like, "Get the heck out of here." I mean, like a Netflix a move. A Netflix movie would be hilarious. I'd watch the hell out of that. Yeah, Sorry, Bill. Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt. The- Wait, we didn't count in, Bill. And since it's your favorite thing to do, do you want to count us into America's favorite song? Yeah, this might be the last time I ever do it because we're looking for a new gig. You right? You ready? All right. But but by the way, people love it when you do it when you're not supposed to. But now we're giving you permission to do it, Bill. Well, I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> All right, uh, do, uh, Bill, please don't count into the theme song. Please don't. Uh, Whatever you do, Bill, I, just don't count into the theme song. We asked you, you nicely, Bill. You guys think you're being Bill. crafty. You guys think you're being crafty. <laughs> but I know what Ripple 5, 6, 7, 8. stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said he's got stories that you all should know. I have so many questions for you. I want to tell you that I I think this is one of the best episodes of season one and two thus far. I laughed my ass off, and it's also moving, and I just I, – I, I'm so cool, glad that coincidentally we were having you on today because as I was watching it, I thought it was fucking really one of the better ones so far. It, it's one of my favorite ones for everybody, but we're going to start with my grievances. Yeah, I go. Right. Sorry, Bill Bitches. All right, so maybe 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 this should be a little um Dan just just give just him a little a, music some, just like some, a little music no well no just like not not during the thing just a little just figure out a little intro into the new segment Bill bitches uh, we're not we're not agree that that's the new segment yet but if you're <laughs> if you're coming up with what the music would be for the segment it should be something like five six seven eight <laughs> no okay. <laughs> See, this is the problem. See? We give you, we give you an inch, and you take a foot. This is what happened. You said you were going to come up with a new season <laughs> two bit. <laughs> that one made me happy. All right. Okay. Um, so here's here's my tiny grievances. Is when you guys ask me, I don't want to be in the same camp as. Um, Wiki Kevin or Derek or whatever that guy's name is. What's easy? He's Wiki. Wiki Trevor. Trevor Wiki. Wiki. I'm not. I'm not ever going to call him that because even though he seems nice, he's an enemy now because he, he is an enemy because he don't want to do it. He's he problematic. It. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Trevor Wiki is, is problematic. Have you, have you guys noticed how he wants Joelle. to constantly Joelle. put me down and make me feel like he does and knows the stuff better than me? Have you noticed that through line? It's no. underneath. He doesn't say it, but it's underneath it. And underneath it is that he knows more about the show than me. Well, I was picking really, up on that, Bill. What, I was what, picking yeah. up on that, and that's what I don't <laughs> yeah. like to do. I thought yeah, I had a problem with him, Bill. Oh, I guys, come on. We just signed fucking Funko Pops for the guy. Maybe No Bill. Funko Pops. No Funko Pops for Trevor. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm Trevor's sorry, a big late. fucking know-it-all, dude. He's too much of a know-it-all, man. Bill just doesn't uh, know be... how we are. You know how we feel about know-it-alls, Zach. You know how yeah. we feel about know-it-alls. Uh, I actually like Trevor. I just don't like feeling like um uh on level playing field with anybody it makes me upset um the uh, so here's the here's my here's, here's my grievance my number one grievance is when you guys ask me questions um i answer them after you've recorded it yeah. so you can't respond to the answers and so there's no real discourse i'm just like wiki trevor so i want to think of something that you can that i can record before you do an episode in in some cool way that you could listen to and be prompted and then hear like a response later. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I like something that. that I can I love be. That. Yeah. Yes. We'd love that. So like it's even people as something as simple when, as like, go ahead, you go, you go. People love it when you're on the show and people love your, your, uh, your contributions, even when you start our theme song without permission. And I think any way that you want to, uh, to be more, you're just, you're just a very busy man. We don't want to cut into your time. Donald and I are sitting around in quarantine staring at the walls, uh, whereas you're like uh, writing 11 shows. So as much time as you have, you can please do it. Well, here's what I want us to think of. It's quick. 
it's uh, there's only two requests I have. One is that um, um, we think of anything that I give you guys something that you can have Daniel press play on during the episode. Because what I miss is I listen to these shows religiously. I listen to them the nights they come out. I put my earphones on um, and uh, listen to them when I go to bed that night. It's awesome. But what bums me out is when I do answer your question, I don't get to hear your reaction or response to it. You know what I mean? Because it happened after the fact. Right. So I think maybe when I know what episode's coming, if you're ever like, oh, we'd like, a, I can either go uh, uh, ask you a question like, what do you think uh, the writing room's favorite joke was in this episode? And then you can play the ending at the end if you guys riff on it. Right. Or I can ask you a question, you all question about the episode based on some kind of trivia or where it came from that might lead you into a discussion. So I want to, I want to be, I want to flip it. And then the other thing is when you do have me on, I want permission to bring a mystery guest, uh, that you guys aren't allowed to know, um, who they are before they come. Absolutely. I love that. that. Whatever you want, Bill, Bill, whatever you want. Those are, are, those are my only two contract demands. Joel, Joel, write it down, guest. make it happen. Joel, we have the best producer in, in, in the podcast world, and she's going to make it all happen. I'm going to steal Joel from you, by the way. No, 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 I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Although Joel's like, Joel's like, um, produce a podcast or work for Bill Lawrence in comedy writing. Later. <laughs> the next episode uh, if, the next episode there'll just be some new person in Joel. Yeah, I can make No, Dan remember when Joel Joelle put up her cutout? Like remember when she put up her cardboard cutout? <laughs> It'll be like weekend at Bernie's. It'll just be like just a, a Joel doll sitting there. Just I want there. I want Joel and Dan all to leave right before your tour starts. So look, and the, uh, and no, they're the, coming. The, with, like, Bill, you might come on the tour bus. I think you might enjoy when we do the tour coming on our on our tour bus. I'll probably take a plane from place to place, but I like what oh, you're saying. Sure. Well, yeah, well, you'll be missing all the fun on the you'll bus. You'll be missing all of the beautiful UK. By the countryside. way, nobody over 18 has said you'll be missing all the fun on the bus, <laughs> other than <laughs> you two guys. No. There's no fun on the bus. Bill, Donald and I have always wanted We're have to be- We're going to have a tour bus. We always wanted to be- We always wanted to live the life of a tour bus rock band, and since we don't play instruments, and we're going to live that tour bus life. We're going to have a roadie. Yep. We should bring a That's going to be fun. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I went, I no, saw Daniel, Charlotte's you're, bus. Daniel, you're the producer. You're not the roadie. We're going to have, we're going to, we need, we, I don't know. No, no, we, I would never, we need a roadie. I, no, I need someone who tunes our instruments. Thank you so much, uh, um, uh, by the way, for playing Charlotte's song, you guys. That was so cool. And, uh, uh, you know, she loves you guys so much. She was so grateful, but it was so neat for me. And I say that because Charlotte's tour bus on her last tour was so cool. And I saw pictures of it, but I was never allowed on it because that's where she had parties after shows and stuff. And so yeah, well, you don't uh, want to invite your other, dad on the tour bus, well, but you can come on our tour request. bus. That's my other request. If I'm allowed on your tour bus, I would like my daughter to not be allowed on your tour bus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Done and done. Sorry. Done and done. <laughs> sorry. Done. Sorry. No Charlotte's allowed. I got to tell you, that song is really good, Bill. I'm not just saying this because uh, I love you and I love Charlotte. I I, I actually played the pod, the end of the podcast a few times. Um, because I love the song, and I also really thought my talk up into it was spectacular. Um, and uh, no, but it's a, it's a really good song. I, I I put it, I added it to my uh, my workout playlist. Dude, she's killing it. I'm uh, I would drop everything to be a roadie for her or for you guys. Um, you know, it, it's just so fun being around music and being around all that stuff. Should we talk uh, for a second about your new uh, show? I want to. I, I feel like we should promote Ted Lasso, Bill. 
we, we can. I just want the end of the mystery guest thing, and the reason I'm going to do it, and you guys will like it, is even though some mystery guests will freak you out, a couple of them will be writers because you guys are just doing such interesting things talking about the craft of acting and your experiences on it to occasionally throw another writer in the mix of this stuff. Yeah. You might really like it. We'd love that. We I, would really love that. You know, people, we, we, we were had talking that... about that on the, on the last podcast. We yeah. were actually talking about that. Like it's really important to us that we bring other people from the show because everybody has a story to tell and everybody has, you know, it was 10 years of a lot of people's lives, nine years yeah, of a man. lot of people's lives. So I know that, there's so many stories. Like people got married. Oh, dude, we kept, we had a count of how many of how many babies were born during that show, and I think it was up to something like thirty something between all the actors, crew, and writers and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we 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 asked we asked our uh, audience, and they were like, "Yes, please." So yeah. What about crew members? What crew members? I mean, we got a we 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 said, "Hey, should we bring on crew people?" And people overwhelmingly said yes. So we got to think of like, yeah. I mean, we definitely want Patrick Bolton because he has his own well, song. But um, of course, you know, by the way, like, that, uh, Neil Goldman keeps count of how many times you've mentioned his name on your podcast. <laughs> so whenever you say Neil Goldman, I'll get a text from him that just says four mentions so far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Neil was one of the writers. Yeah, I think we should have some writers on because also writers are funny too. So they'll. Mike right. Schwartz is in this episode. He puts his penis in a flashlight. Yes, it was yeah, before dude. he was Lloyd. So he's not Lloyd in this. Oh no, he's, he's not, not Lloyd. No, he's so not Lloyd. Because so remember, Lloyd started as a delivery man. Lloyd shows up with the bricks, the ton of bricks. Yeah. Right. Lloyd's the delivery man, and and then we just let Mike do the flashlight oh, thing, and then Lloyd Lloyd continues to be a delivery man that loves heavy metal, and then Lloyd eventually comes to be part of the brain trust. Yes. Now, um, Bill, are you sure that it's in your mind that that's not Lloyd? Because why why is it not? He never says I'm Jim or anything. Uh, I I think he was acting. Maybe he is in his head, but I <laughs> didn't. I I remember us arguing in the writers' room if he was allowed to do that. And I said yes, because at that point, by that point, I think I had put myself in the show three different times. Once getting a, you know, I, I, whenever I was bored, I don't know if you guys remembered, I used to go put myself in the show and occasionally give myself a line or a reaction until I finally gave myself a part as a minister that lived in the Bahamas and then a janitor that also <laughs> works at the hospital. So yeah. I, I didn't have any ground to stand on. I eventually just had to let people do it. Um, that, uh, but yeah, let's say he's Lloyd. Okay. Because that, that's the thing. We always joke that uh, the janitor didn't have any kids. But in this episode, at the end, he's in front of a class. Now, my question is- No, is he's that lying. A, he's lying. Yeah. Well, he's lying. He doesn't have any kids. Yeah. So it is, a, it is a fantasy. And this is something that JD dreams. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got to get to the episode. It's so good. Before we do, I just want to say uh, Bill is too modest to uh, talk about this. But he has a new show with Jason Sudeikis. It's, it's on Apple. It's called Ted Lasso. And it's uh, getting extraordinary reviews. And um, I directed episode two, and it's really fucking good. And I'm happy for you, Bill. And if you're a fan of this, and if you're a fan of this Thanks. show, Thanks, I bet Tom. you're gonna like it because it's very, very funny. It's a similar, well, it's not fantasies and stuff. But Bill, talk about it for a second. Plug yourself, for God's sake. Uh, look, Jason Sudeikis is a very funny um, performer, a great actor, but he's also was a writer on SNL first and. And he wrote and came up with this character long ago, and it's about a transplanted American uh, college football coach that goes over to the UK to coach a Premier League soccer team. It's a fish out of water thing, but you know me, man, I'm a sucker for heart and uh, uh, emotions. And most importantly, I think besides being kind of a fun sports movie, if people could use maybe an optimistic, hopeful show, um, it is that. 
And uh, uh, I, I certainly needed to work on something like that uh, for a change. And, and uh, I'm really proud of it. You did great work, man. Was, I was lucky that Zach was there and had nothing else to do that I could kind of Shanghai him and make him direct an episode. Well, it's funny. I was, I was in the UK um, because my girlfriend was working there and uh, Bill was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Do you want to direct an episode of the show? And I said, oh my God, please. I'm sitting here. I got nothing to do. Uh, I should be writing something, but I'm just fucking around and not writing. And I came, and it was so cool because, like, as we've told you on the show, when you when episode, if you you know after the pilot, the first few episodes, you're still kind of kind of developing the tone of the show and figuring out the way the camera moves. And and and, and I was just awesome to, to be back on a set with Bill, so surreal this time in in London, uh, and Sadekis, who I think is so fucking funny and talented, and a really really funny group of people and. And um, I, I, you know, I, I delivered my cut. I don't know how much you changed my cut, uh, Bill. Well, but, no, uh, yeah, look, stuff always changes. That's me saying it in a nice way. We changed it some, but oh. the, uh, but that, but that you did establish a visual, you know, look of the show, which was, um, you know, and we hadn't really even thought about it. If you're in the UK as an American TV show, shooting these kind of great kind of visuals of where you actually are, it'd be silly not to do it. And you did it in yours in Richmond, and what is. Uh, unbelievably beautiful site, you know, where you shot that photo shoot. You did it with uh, the guy walking his dogs in the town green, which was amazing. And, and yeah. you kind of set a visual style for showing big and beautiful landscapes and stuff that we kind of continued throughout. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I had to figure, ironically, I had to figure something sportsy out, Donald. You'll be proud of me because the show is about a, a soccer team or football, as we say over there. Um, <laughs> and uh, these these gentlemen who take care of the pitch, that's what they call the field, Donald, um, are so proud of it. that, and, and of course, it's beautiful. It's like perfect that you can't run. They don't want gear on the on the pitch. They don't yeah, want- No, no all, dollies, no, no, no big no dollies, no, no anything. So I had to come up with the amazing um, key grip. I had to come up with, I, I was like, because I had all these shots of these guys playing soccer, like in, 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 in and around, in the game, around them and everything. And we came up with this amazing rig that had these big inflatable tires. It's basically often more used uh, uh, for do dollying on sand. But uh, it didn't make any imprint on on the grass, and then we put a remote head on it, and these guy the grips would run all around with it, and the camera operator was controlling it from the remote head by on the side, and it was like approved by the greensman to be able to be used, and I was really proud of that. I, I it was awesome. really cool, and we used it in every episode. And when someone asked me, literally in an interview the other day, uh, who came up with that, I uh, admitted that it was me that I. Had come oh, up with that I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> As you, you already told me. He already broke it to me that one of my favorite shots was cut, and uh, it's, I'm really sad because it, it was fucking such a cool shot. But hey, this is what happens when you're a director for a TV show. You just do all you can, and then you hand it off to a a showrunner like Bill, and uh, sometimes you lose dope shots. Uh, hey, I'm going to segue into what you said about this episode. And I'm going to compliment you guys both because what's hard for me sometimes to watch. Uh, Episodes, and I hadn't watched any of these Scrubs episodes for years until you guys started doing this. Um, is when you go back and look at them, if you were involved in them, you always, I do anyways, get stuck in like, oh, I could have done this better. And you guys have had, you guys are so candid. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, this isn't my favorite episode, you know? And uh, for me, what's so hard is you sometimes watch an episode that even if it's one of your favorites, you'll go, oh, it's one of my favorites because this A story is awesome. <laughs> 
and this B story is okay and the C story sucks or the B story is amazing, A story is not. This uh, episode I really liked because I actually watched it and liked every single story and thought it was great for every single performer. And so I was yeah, excited yeah. that you guys let me do this one with you. I, by the way, it was a total accident because I, I just said I, I missed having you on and Donald missed having you on and the fans always like it when you're on. And I was like, hey, come do come do this one. And then I watched it today and I was like, oh, I'm so happy we have you because mm-hmm. I, I literally stopped every 10 seconds and was writing something down. There are a lot of great jokes in this one, man. A lot of good stunts. I got to say, this guy who great stunts. This dude. guy who plays JD is a fucking really good <laughs> comic Before stunt guy. Before we get into all of that shit, let's do the recap. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, Bill, we have a new I'm excited segment. for this. As you know, I'm as excited you know, for this, Bill, yeah. we have a new segment where Donald uh, sums up the episode, sometimes elegantly, sometimes horribly. We'll see what's going to happen today. Uh, I have not heard him do one horrible, and oh, I think you're, you're that you are. I, I think that I have a question mean when, it, when it's like 36 seconds, you act disappointed. Yeah, well, like, sometimes no. Sometimes he does, he gets lazy about it, and he only comes up with like 10 seconds of material, and then he stretches it out. He's like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Are you ready, Donald? Let's go and go. A new character is introduced, played by Richard Kind. And much like the Core 7, he's trying to find something. Cox is trying to get Richard's character out of the hospital because he feels he's wasting everyone's time. JD's trying to find a way back into Elliot's heart. Turk is trying to find a way to keep an elderly woman who just had brain surgery from driving. Elliot's a hot mess and needs to find a place to live. The thing about searching is it's often followed by discovery. And all of our heroes are caught off guard when they find what they're looking for. Oh shit! Whoa! But the a thing good about one. I gotta say that's the, the first one that searching, gave me goosebumps. I'm embarrassed. Was, yeah, the first the thing about searching is it often leads to discovery. Is something that I'm going to lift and say that I remember <laughs> when I first said that. <laughs> that that, that didn't solid, come from you. Man. That isn't that yours. Is, <laughs> that's <laughs> good, Donald. Donald. I don't know if you're just showing off because Bill was on the show today, but that was beautiful. That well, is solid when I found out literary, when we, when, we, when, we, uh, when Bill agreed to come on the show, I was like, I got to make the freaking yeah. uh, recap mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to stick the landing with a poetic <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I, by the way, just so you guys know, before the end of this, I will weave that sentence into a comment without you guys ready for it to come. Yeah. I'm eventually right, going to yeah. say that and the thing about searching is it also often leads to discovery. Yeah, it, felt say like, it. it felt like something JD would say in a, in a, in a voiceover to end the show. Well, he'd say at the end of the day first. You'd at the say, end of the day. At the, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. Did you um, guys ever tell that piece of trivia? It's one of my favorite things that I don't know if, if you both know or remember is when our show was at its hottest, um, uh, a, a small publishing company said, hey, we'd like to give you some money, which is always interesting, and it, uh, money in advance is we want to do a, a book of all those kind of inspirational life guidance scrubs quotes, JD voiceovers at the end. And we initially, Randall and I were like, uh, oh, we're definitely doing that. Of course, you know, it'll be, it'll be dough, it'll be whatever, it'll be great. And some of them are really good. But then when you take all the manipulative indie music out and you guys, <laughs> and you remove your performances, some of them literally are like, at the end of the day, things happen. And then other things happen. And sometimes the things make you sad. And sometimes the things make you happy. And uh, and we were, by the way, we were immediately looking at him going, oh, we can't do this ever. We'll be, we'll be, I remember sometimes. 
I remember sometimes recording him being like, this makes no fucking sense. But then you slap you slap a little indie music on it and right. do a cool slow motion crane shot and bam, you're there. <laughs> when, when, when push comes to shove, sometimes your friends are your friends and sometimes your enemies are your enemies. But in the end, but in the end, Right. <laughs> All in, in the end, and you just gotta end with the way they should. Yeah, be. you just gotta end with like a meaningful word. Like, and in the end, it all comes down to friendship. So cheap, man. Sorry. All right. So the episode opens with um, JD talking about uh, black people um, in movie theaters yelling oh, at the dumb. screen. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to make that joke anymore. I apologize like I said, if it's offensive. Always, it's not. That's Joelle. not offensive, dude. We make fun of that. Listen, I I understand why white people feel like they can't do it because your culture doesn't allow it. Um, our culture does allow it, and it's the best yeah. part about being black and <laughs> to react to the screen. <laughs> it's one of the other. best things ever, dude. To see a Whoa. horror movie on the South Side of Chicago blow your mind. You're like, this is a totally different experience. <laughs> Bitch, why you going in that room? <laughs> why the fuck you going in that room? <laughs> Donald, do you remember uh, 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 Eddie Murphy's um, Amityville horror bit when he was kind of do he was doing a bit about of uh, talking to the movie theater, and then he also segued into how white people in the horror movies don't listen to the ghosts, you know, like in, in, in Amityville horror, like right, 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 right. I went, it's something like Eddie Murphy goes, he goes, too bad we can't, too bad we, I went to see the Amityville horror movie, and you know the ghost goes, get out, right. And, and the people stayed in the house. If it was a black family, they'd be like, wow, look at this beautiful house. Look at the lovely furniture. Look at, it's got a pool in the backyard. Oh, my God, it leads to a lake. This is great. Get out. Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> but by, by the way, Zach, you just stumbled onto something that we talked about in the writer's room a lot and why uh, I, I'm grateful for Joelle chiming in is – it, there's one. It's, so that's the line you have to find in these writers' rooms, man. Is it would be one thing for JD to make fun of, oh, Turk, you and uh, other black people talk in the movie theater. The other thing is when you get to an end point of what Joel just said, which was true for me, is Turk going to you? You wish you could talk during <laughs> the movies. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, to me, that's that's what I love. About I have that anxiety. Moment. Such a friendship honest. moment. My father was fucking nuts about people talking in a movie theater, and I have anxiety about it um, because he would often confront people. I'm not. We didn't go to a movie theater like you know, like you're saying, Joel, in the South Side of Chicago, where everyone's talking. But we were going in, in the suburbs, and, and not just black people, white people. People would talk during the movie, and he would confront them. And I, I get like anxiety thinking about it now because it was so embarrassing. And I just, I don't know. I, 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 whenever I go to the movie theater and someone's talking, I, I, uh, I, I get all stressed about it. That's why. I, my, I the a- amount of times I've heard my wife say, just open your candy. Uh, to somebody because you know how people I'm one of these people think it's, it's better it's better to open your candy slow you know but then the crinkle just lasts longer rather than just to rip it open so if someone is crinkling their little bag oh, of, of sour gum Chris is like just open your candy open oh, your candy God. I used to love going to the movie theaters and to the movie and seeing a movie and hearing not people talk like amongst themselves but talk with the movie theater you know uh, I I grew up in New York City. My parents belonged to a theater in Harlem, and so the Apollo Theater was up the block, and I and there was a movie theater right next to the Apollo Theater. 
And I remember going and seeing School Days in that movie theater. And uh, it's a Spike Lee movie about uh, college rushing, uh, black college rushing. Yeah, yeah. And so they would have step shows and all of these things. And I remember they had a step, there's a step show in the movie. And this fraternity's going hard. And I remember sitting in the audience with uh, my best friend and his dad and looking over and people were in the aisle stepping to the freaking movie. And awesome. you know, if you if you're not if you're listen, if you don't know better, you'd you'd be like, oh, this is part of the show. But I knew it wasn't a part of the show. I knew these people caught feelings for the moment that was going on. And so now we're not even watching the movie anymore. We're watching the people in the aisle dance and everything like that. And I I get a kick out of I get a kick out of stuff like that. If you can say something in a movie and it's funny and it and it's a, a moment where it needs, you know, where a joke is lacking or something like that. I kudos, man, if you could do that. And I'm in a theater. So you like it when you when you go to like a, a movie theater and everyone's like making wisecracks at the movie. You don't mind it. You think it's funny. I mean, they they, they made TV shows about this shit, Mystery Science Theater. And I know, but those people are funny. I'm sure not everyone yelling shit at the movie theater is right, funny. Right. I can't like look if you're if you if the shit that you're saying at the screen is not funny, then we got a problem. And I, you know, please <laughs> you better shut be up, good. Keep it to yourself. You better be good. You yeah. bet, right. That's one of those things. If you're going to interrupt the movie, you better say something funny. Don't say something way, that falls flat. I kind of want to have think the this, uh, Don't you think this divides people as far as movie fans? Like, I have some friends that are happy to never go to a movie theater again and that to say, oh, my gosh, I hope movies are always released into your house. And uh, there's something for me about the community experience of yeah. it all that I would, I would miss it forever. You know? I I agree with that, especially e spectacle, and you know, uh, don't get Donald started on uh, on Marvel movies and Star Wars. But for me, like Does I Donald like Star Wars? No, he hates what? it. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've heard, but he's been cast as Chewbacca's cousin who can talk. By the way, is there a way? There has to be a way that we can, you know, uh, Oprah this into reality because we, you guys have been talking about it so very much. We have to. Well, Bill, I've been the, trying to. You're see the one with the shit. connects. I. Bill, I I've been Bill. trying to secret this shit for like 30, 46 years, dude. Since I, yeah. when, I, when, when did Star Wars come out? I've been trying to secret this shit. I'm going to be in a Star Wars yeah. movie one day. I'm a, And I've gotten close. I've been on a Star Wars television show. Yeah. The only way it happens, the only way it happens is if someone we know well gets to direct one of them. Um, and, no, uh, that's not the only way it happens. No, there's a, there's, the uh, there's three degrees of JJ out there, too. We just got to figure it out. JJ ain't hiring me. JJ hired me a long time ago. He ain't hired me since. I remember I had a meeting with JJ. I remember I had a meeting with JJ and he was talking about Star Trek, right? And he didn't want to give it away. And I was like, well, is there a part for me? He was like, nope, there's no part for you in this one. But the next one, Donald. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, bet. Freaking, they made three Star Trek movies. I'm not in any of them. Then he yeah. gets Star Wars and he goes and hires John Boyega instead of me. Listen, man. Well, hold on now. I don't think you that Stormtrooper was supposed to be 46. Huh? <laughs> I don't think that Stormtrooper was supposed to be 46. No offense. I was. Listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> by the way, in all. Why is that? Why doing, is that old Stormtrooper limping? By the way, in every, every appearance I've had on this podcast, that's the most offended that Donald ever looked. That moment right there, I saw pure hmm. actual anger. At you, all Zach. of a sudden, before it. before on, before the black stormtrooper takes off his helmet, you see him like holding his back and limping, and they're like, "What's wrong with that stormtrooper?" <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying, man. Stormtroopers can be old or they can be yeah. young. They are military. I don't think there's any old stormtroopers. How funny would that be if the stormtroopers were all the original stormtroopers and when they take That'd their helmets off? That'd be hilarious. They were all, just all old men. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty years later, can't uh, believe they survived. So Bill, one of my life goals is to try and get him in one of the movies. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll turn tricks, whatever JJ needs. <laughs> Will you turn tricks? I'll turn Will a trick you? for JJ. Yeah, whatever he needs. Uh, JJ, Bobby, you guys you, no, start. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's not concentrate on JJ. JJ's great. Right. Let's focus on what Dave do you want Filoni. Me to- Oh, I, I remember I hit up Dave Filoni when we were at the premiere. I, I said directly, you got to hire this. And he did. He put you in the cartoon. And John Favreau. John Favreau, good guy. I don't know. You know, what, you know what another angle is? Uh, yeah. One of Charlotte's best friends and Zach and Don, you guys will love her music. She was just on Fallon the other night. Gracie Abrams, who is another young female singer-songwriter. You guys, uh, it, it, when you embrace that music, it, how organic is it? Just to, because uh, she's so talented, to suddenly play her song, no, have Bill. her as a guest. See Bill, what I did? I'm, Bill, I'm sorry. We only play one young woman's pop music on this show, Charlotte Lawrence. As it should be. As it should be. Thank you. Was, <laughs> Charlotte's the only one say. that gets play. All right. Should All we right. talk about why is Elliot wearing a very cute nightie on the first night of Friend Night? She's on By the, the way, couch. I, 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 saw, I saw that as a moment. It is that you, as a producer, you get mad when you occasionally see moments in shows where you go... Um, an actor-actress decision happened that maybe wasn't in the best interest of the show. So, like, one of them was every time that I would go down into dailies and uh, uh, I would be like, why are we digging through so many takes? And the editor would be like, oh, because uh, Johnny McGinley decided he wanted to juggle while he said this line. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, my God. And, uh, and this is one, if I were to bet, I would say that it said Sarah, you know, Elliot wakes up and that Sarah with wardrobe, because you guys were able to control your characters, would be like, I think I would wake up in an incredibly adorable nighty. And uh, <laughs> e- even in an episode that I was trying to say I'm moving on from the romantic relationship with my friend. Yeah, it does feel like a bit of a te- teasing thing, because like if this were real life, and then she had really cut it off and said, no more sex, I'm going to sleep Sweat, on the sweatshirt. couch. Yeah, sweatshirt, sweatpants. She's wearing like a super little sexy little number. Um, but I think that's guys and girls. You guys all made some decisions for yourself on uh, how your hair would look, what you'd yeah. wear. You guys were all pretty, I mean, the shoes. Do you remember when Johnny came back with a bald head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Donald, I do. Uh, I, re- I remember that. I remember when Johnny just talked about it. I remember when he said, maybe I'm going to experiment with how words sound. That was, <laughs> that was also super fun. Um Anyway, the, I, 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 I was proud of my, my first of many stunts uh, hits in this episode uh, on that Craft lamp. Fallen to the that, lamp. No, that lamp, that lamp hit is gorgeous. Very good. I broke I that did down. Not, I did not. Pratt fall into lamp. I did not mark the lamp down, but I will tell you, and you guys can say, that we in the writer's room had Zach's five best Pratt falls, and two of the top five are in this episode. Yeah, there's some good ones, I, I, and we'll get to them. But I got to say – the the lamp the, the thing that makes the lamp extra funny is that it swings when I hit it, and then also the sound effect that's on it. But uh, it's it's which which always sort of sweeten the comedic pratfall. But that that's a good one. That was a great one. Um, and then of course when I the next one right away is when I, I Sarah parks her truck so tightly and I have to squeeze out of the of the passenger side and then I fall on the ground. That was a good one too. Yeah, that that's one of your top three. And that one comes with. <gasps> 
there's a there's a chance. Uh, there is a chance, and I'm I, I I don't want to say it definitively. You'll have to go back and listen to it. That I added the noise. No. Why? Yes, I did because um, uh, often in editing I would go. I would do it for you when it didn't exist on the track. And, I would think. Uh, so, I would think this far into Scrubs, you had like a whole library of. Is this? Is, this isn't the first. No, there's, there's, no. I think one no. Of the, there's been a bunch, but Donald, we reached a point that if we didn't have other looping for Zach to do, and I was editing late, I would just put up a microphone and add it because it's the noise that we could all. Do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we need to we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, 
personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And we're back. So basically, one of the themes of this episode seems to be, and I don't know if it's true, we can have Joelle weigh in as the as the female voice of the podcast, but Elliot or Bill, or I guess the writer, or who was Gabby Allen, I believe, is saying um, women can move on from this sort of thing quicker than men. I don't know if that's a universal truth. What no, we, that's what, so true. I think, think? think that's true. I think that's true. I think women are very... Uh... And, and this is speaking as a man, so obviously take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I think women are easier to say, no, I don't want to do that anymore, even if they do want to do that and they know it's bad for them. Whereas a man, whereas JD's running around thinking about his uh, privates and what Elliot did to his privates and not necessarily what the relationship was. Whereas Elliot was like, if I continue to doing this, I'm going to get in a relationship with this guy. So what you're saying is that women, women maybe have the ability to control their urges more and say, this is bad long term. I'm going to stop. Whereas a man, stereotypically, would be like, fuck it all. I just want to be with you. Let's be impulsive and do it now. Right. Let's do it I, now. Fuck the consequences. I would only tell you guys that even though you're doing it gender-based, I think these things are character-based. And we would say that we established Elliot on this show as someone that is able to compartmentalize things and take emotions out of it. Like, you guys remember with Scott Foley, that she was able to be like, I really dig you, but it doesn't work right now. I'm trying to do medicine, so this is over. And he was like head over heels in love with her. In our heads, she is somebody that, right or wrong, is able to go, I'm going to focus on this now, and that's over. I'm going to focus on this now, and that's over. And JD is a character that lives in the emotional world and never being able to let go of that stuff and never being she, able to but, compartmentalize. But Bill, I think you had her say, I mean, again, it's her, Elliot's point of yeah. view, but I think she said something like, oh, your guys can, women, I don't, don't, doesn't someone make it about gender in the show or am I wrong? Uh, I don't remember, uh, but if we if we did, uh, uh, it would be because Gabby Allen, who is one of the dominant, you know, not only uh, female voices, but voices on the show, uh, is without a doubt that type of uh, very strong kind of uh, uh, um, uh, altogether woman as far as she is mentally. So, Jarell, what do you I, think? I, I, I lean toward the JD side of things where I'm like when – and Joel, I'll let you answer this, but I feel like I'm like the person – like my wife will be like, that's it. There's no more of that. We're not doing that anymore. And I'll be, I'm the one that's like, please, let's just try one more time. You know what I mean? Uh, Joel, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I, I liked Bill's description of it. it it's person specific. 
Because I am definitely not the person who's going to... I can't compartmentalize. It's all happening at once, all the time, always. I have to see everything from all the different angles. The ability to just be like... No, but we're still friends. I'd be like, I, I don't, I can't switch emotionally that fast. It's too much. Uh, but I but do if think you that knew, Elliot. But if you knew somebody was wrong for you or right for you, but you needed to focus on your job. You're about to make me reveal so much about myself. Oh, <laughs> good. This is, how, this is how Oprah does it. This just in. <laughs> Joelle. Ladies Feel- and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Joelle Monique. Uh, this is yeah, how- Joelle Monique. We stumbled into it. When dealing with relationships and breaking up, yeah, <laughs> you find it easier to still like this is what this is how I look at it. Like you break up with somebody, and then there's that little bit of excess that happens right before you guys are like, you know what? That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Right. The little you know, trickle. Right. That's that little trickle, which is usually brought on by the dude. The dude, from my opinion, as I said, I'm speaking for self. From my side of things, usually when I broke up with somebody, there was that extra trickle that I pushed forward, even though I knew this could go the wrong way. And then it was finally the the lady that I was doing this to that was like, you need to either shit or get off the pot. Oh, one. shit. <laughs> yeah. Two, you know, what do you think I am, a toy that you oh, can just shit. come and do what you want to do? You know what oh, I mean? Shit. Damn. Uh, this was me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Zach, Zach, just so everybody knows, can I hear you say, what do you think I'm a toy that you just do what you want to do? Can you just hear you say it? What do you think I'm a toy that you can just do what you want to do? You go, you go and play your sports and then you just come and use me? No. That's exactly what you said. That is exactly what you said. But you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you don't you don't fall into that category. You're not the person. I mean, I, I'm I'm totally the person that's like I'm gonna try and have my cake and I'm gonna try and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why I don't do a lot of dating. I date people that are terrible for me, and people are like, "Why are you with this person?" Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked anybody who's necessarily a good person. It's just a long stream of like. <laughs> Joelle, you should stick with that. That's going to work out for you. I definitely, I definitely, definitely amount to something. You're going to be so happy at the end of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in a, I was in a relationship once where the girl ended it, and it was so cut off so quickly. It wasn't letting anything happen. It was just kind of like. She didn't give any trickle. There was no dot dot dot. That, this like, uh, this uh, it was, it was, this episode's based on that. Do you know it, that? What? That that thing from your real life. This episode is based on it. Oh. Well, yeah, this particular person kind of just basically put their hand out and was like, buddy. Bye. Because <laughs> it brings up, it brings up one of like, my favorite things. I was like, buddies? What? what? <laughs> no, no, and, no, 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 no. And again, it wasn't like, yeah, obviously, if someone, if something happened, then then there's more, you know, if someone was unfaithful or someone, or if there was a big argument. This was none of that. This was like a, should we be friends? Yeah. And then the guy had such feelings of like, but I'm, I'm unsure and dot, dot, dot and trickle, trickle, trickle. And she's like, pals, with her hand out. And I was like, what now? This is one of my favorite things that I wanted to talk about because this is one of the first times I remember the advantage of becoming really close with the cast and crew and writers on a TV show is, I I didn't know if you'd bring it up, Zach, but you uh, and I were getting, you know, we were hanging out and being friends and you told me about this in your life in a way that, you know, it was obviously affecting you emotionally and you were hurt. And uh, I think I was a decent friend when you talked about it. But then when I left, I'm like, oh, this will be a pretty good episode. 
<laughs> that shit happened all over the place, dude. And it's funny now, rewatching the show 20 years later, Donald and I are both seeing things. We're like, wait, that was us that weekend. You remember? Like, I think at the time we at the time we didn't notice, but little by little it became our lives. You were going, you were going like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna write this week. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like Donald, anything going on in your life you want to tell me about real quick? Because we're right. all stuck. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Uh, what really became true was after Scrubs was over, and I met my wife. It really became Turk, Carla, and JD in yeah. in my life in real life. Like I would go out. Casey and I would go out, and our partner for everything that we did was always Zach. And it would yeah. be like, let's bring him out so he could meet someone. And yeah. That's a that's a that's a weird dynamic. Let's take care though. of him, right? Let's take care of him. But part of it is also let's bring some entertainment so that you and I aren't just staring at each other at the table, looking at each other. Yeah. You know, we'll talk yeah. about a couple of things, and then like when my oh, wife. So I and was I, like, the, I was like the court jester that you brought out. Well, it's no, also super fun for Donald and Casey to be like. Also, at the end of the night, we get to decide if he gets to have sex with someone or not. Right, right, <laughs> just by, right, right. Just by that, however Casey handles that, it. Yeah. Right. If he did meet someone, we'd be like, no, she's not for you, or yeah. she's totally for you, or right. You're yeah. absolutely right, Bill. That's uh, super fun. It it, uh, it is a lot of fun. I'm sure you and Krista have done that a couple of times with him as well. Yeah. <laughs> also with Zach, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was forever a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, those days are over, buddy. Maybe those days are over. We'll see. Um, hey, are. Nurse Roberts says, if he turns out to be her brother, this is better than my stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse Roberts had some she has, bangers. She slays. Yeah, she slays. Every time, man. Aloma. Dude. Every yeah, time. Now, says, now he's, go, all, go, now he's I, all mad. Yeah, now, now, now he's, he's all, all mad. mad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Now he's all mad. But also, um, I go, I go. I don't feel weird. And Sarah goes, I don't feel weird. And she goes, I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys realize we're about to get to. Well, you passed by the way in the two minutes. One of the first Johnny was he did an experiment with the word naughty. Yeah, and I say think he says yeah. it as canadi or something. Naughty. Um, he says naughty. 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 Um, <laughs> love Johnny C. Man, that guy is so prepared and so good. But for me, this I was so happy, and I want to lead you guys in because you can tell. I don't even know how it came to be. But at 340, Richard Kind is on the show. And I think this yes. is his, uh, I believe it's his first appearance yeah. uh, yes. as a hypochondriac. And for whatever reason on our show, the cast, sometimes the oddest lines would become iconic for our group of things that you guys said for years and years. And I never understood why one of them was, I have Yaba. <laughs> it, was, it was just, and to hear that again, <laughs> oh what was God. it about that that made all you guys, so, you guys all said it for years. Yeah, I just you know, think, go ahead, Zach. I just think Richard Kind is so fucking funny, and yes. everything he says makes me laugh. He's like yes. a he, he looks like he's like a he's like a muppet. Like he's got this giant mouth, and he's a really good actor. One of the things about great comedic actors is that they're often really good dramatic actors as well. Richard Kind has a little short monologue at the end of this episode that gave me goosebumps. And he it's spends so poignant, yes. Yeah, Storm, and he spends yeah. the whole first part of the episode being hysterical. Oh, um, just, have you ever? I, yeah, have you ever had sex with a chimp? If you have, yeah, I have been to the zoo. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't sex with the chimp. He's like, have you, have you, have you been I, around primates? Recently? Exotic primates. I have been yes. to the zoo. Continue. Continue. <laughs> and then, 
But also, he's just so funny. In fact, every time I run into him for the last 20 years, which is probably once a year, I always go, I have Yaba, and he starts laughing. Dude. Well, he, uh, there, the, he has uh, one line in the show that we don't talk about that made me laugh so hard. And, I, and, and, and I'm going to do a bad line reading, but Johnny uh, Cox says to him, so how was your day? He goes, it was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was I made horrible. sounds like a dolphin giving birth. I, la- <laughs> <laughs> I made sounds like a dolphin it giving ho- birth. It was horrible. Horrible. Richard Guy. <laughs> I made sounds like a dolphin giving uh, birth. By the way, and you have Zeltzer come in. Now, this is, I believe, Zeltzer's uh, Bob Clendenin's uh, second uh, episode. And he yeah. just, I, I just saw, I, I wrote down, Bill, you have to come up with a show for, for Bob Clendenin and Richard Kind because I would watch the shit out of it. The two wow. of them together are so funny. Well, I, look, you guys, I'm going to give you guys a compliment. Sometimes I get grief, but it, like I was doing an interview the other day that somebody said about Ted Lasso. Oh, it'll be weird seeing a show of yours without the Bill Lawrence players in it. And what they sometimes criticized was like every cast member of Spin City, for the most part, you know, that was available came and did Scrubs. And now you and Donald and Sarah and everybody, you know, on Scrubs is doing uh, whenever they could other shows of mine. And then everybody on Cougar Town has done, you know, Bob, Bob's, uh, Bob Clendenin and ended up being on Cougar Town. It's, for me, such a gift that you guys will keep working with me, but also that you guys, Rich always talked about it, how kind, and, and Barry Boswick talked about it, how kind you guys were to the, you know, the previous gang that came in to be on your show. You know what I mean? He loved it there. Well, well dude, I, I mean, from our point of view. We're working with stars, dude. Yeah. We're working with freaking big time comedians who crush. Go ahead, Zach. Go well, on. I was going to say the exact same thing. For us, Bill, it was just like, we, we, Donald and I, as anyone who listens to this know, grew up on sitcoms, grew up on loving TV comedy. And you're bringing in Barry Boswick and Richard Kind. I mean, these are, these are guys who we just always thought were so funny. And it wasn't like, you know, it was a favor. We were just happy to be, you know, bouncing the ball back and forth with them to right. use. That's a sports analogy, Bill, because you often bounce a ball back and forth when you're playing. Sure. Sports. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way you score in a lot of different yeah. games. Zach. Yeah. yeah. You just got to get the ball in the hole. Get the ball in the hole. I have Yaba. Um, can I tell you a weird time thing that I really liked? And you guys will uh, remember how often he did this. I At 516, I, I remember telling Ken Jenkins early in Scrubs, that one of my favorite things that he was great at doing, I think an actor had told me once that it's very hard to fake laugh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, and Ken was so good at doing a raucous, believable laugh that when he turned away, it immediately stops. (laughs) And you know how, you know how fake it was. Just uh, my favorite one ever was when you guys changed the sign of Sacred Heart to Sacred Fart in a different yeah. episode. <laughs> and and Ken, by the way, and Ken Jenkins is able to go, have you guys seen the sign? <laughs> but seriously, but seriously, we shouldn't vandalize. <laughs> and he, he, this was one of the first ones that he did that because I said, Ken, my favorite thing is when you rat, laugh raucously and it's obviously fake and then you turn and lecture one of these guys and he turns and immediately lectures Donald about that older woman in there yeah by the way i I have a question i have a a a sincere question about ken when you when when you put him on the show were you aware of how funny he could be because no man you had no right okay because no he was barry boswick because when we hired barry boswick he was known as a dramatic actor on spin city and i thought ken he had been on Homefront and in these great John Sales movies 
and always as a judge, always as a colonel, Hiroshima, he would explode your DVR. I go, what a good bad guy. And he'll just be an amazing dramatic actor and he'll say, you know, ridiculous stuff very straight like Barry did. Yeah. But then he was so funny and so clever and so, such a good actor that he was the character that we had to change the most because we were underutilizing him. You know, we, we had him as a cliche yeah. and then he became more kind of rounded out. Yeah. We look back, Man, we look back at the show now and we, you know, there are, there are three characters that really stick out for me and maybe because they were always in my peripheral and not necessarily people who, and I, and I, I take that back. I worked with Judy a lot, but Judy, Ken and Sarah, holy mm. shit, dude. Yeah. I, I, I watch the show now and I'm blown away every fucking episode Sarah, look, I would have, I, I, I get why freaking dudes would be like, so what's up with, what, what's up with Sarah Chalk? Uh, yeah. And called the set to try and come by. Dude, I had no- The landline. When, right, when, we when we were making the show, I had no clue. I had no, I, I didn't pay attention to any of this stuff. I didn't yeah. pay attention to what Ken was doing. I'm in scenes with Judy and I'm not thinking about Holy shit, this girl is fucking running circles around me. And I'm sitting here, I'm sitting there just trying to freaking uh I'm on a I'm a, I'm on a hit show. I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The three of them, oh my gosh, I yeah. had when I look back at it now, I'm like, I I I really wish I would have paid attention because there are so many great lessons to be learned from them. Yeah. All you guys were assassins, man. It's uh, it, you know, you, you're selling yourself short, Donald. No, I'm, the, I'm, uh, listen, it, I, I, I'm well aware of the. Of I'm the, well aware about how good I am. Of of what's happened because I've been on Scrubs. I'm well aware of, you know what I mean. And and, yeah. and I've learned how to, you know, I've learned a lot from doing the show. I think I could have learned a little bit more if I would have just been a, a, a less egotist, less egotistical, and paid attention to my castmates because. Those three just like I paid attention to Johnny, I paid attention to Zach, and I paid attention to myself, but I didn't pay attention to uh, those three. I agree, and, I agree yeah. with Donald in that in that going back twenty years later and watching this, you see things you you didn't see at all, and I and I totally agree that you you know we watched the episode. You know, if you weren't in a scene with someone, you, you I, I don't know how many times you watched it, Donald, but I probably only watched the episode once when it when it yeah. aired. When it aired, I would I would you know, and so. Uh, you never really studied it, and now kind of going back with this podcast being the the the, the purpose of it, uh, you see like holy shit! Look what Sarah's doing! Like, well, like she's really good. She's really good in this episode too. I would even extend it to one of the coolest things about doing a hospital show, as you guys have made me look at it again. You said it with Rich Kind was the opportunity for actors and actresses to come in and be patients, yeah, and know that they had one scene that they were going to get to try and knock something out of the park. Yeah. And as you guys have made me revisit this. The amount of people that absolutely surprised me, do you know what I mean, in an individual scene when it's like, hey, you're not really even part of the cast. But uh, even that, that kid that ended up getting a sitcom in the finale, when you tell him he had Huntington's disease, Zach, you know, I think his name is Josh something, you know, uh, Josh Cook, Josh, I don't know. But yeah, um, there's just so, there's Joel, so many patients. Joel's furiously typing, which means we'll know soon. There's so many patients, you know, Rich being one of them, like Donald pointed it out. When it's like, oh, funny, funny, funny. And then when Richard Kine goes, uh, you can say what you want, but I knew you were messing with me. And you were, you know, you know what I mean? And it's so poignant. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Th that was one of my favorite things about this show, man. Well, one of my favorite poignant moments, uh, Bill, is when Rob says, dude, what were her boobs like? 
Todd, and I'm standing right here. And he goes, I'm sorry, what were your boobs like? Sorry, let me redo that. He goes, sorry, what are your boobs like? You guys have to know that this episode, and I, I wanted to give you some trivia, was the absolute most debate we ever had about, you know, how do we have to define Todd as a real character in the writer's room? <laughs> Okay, and I'll tell you why. Because we he chases thought, the ball? <laughs> <laughs> because he becomes a dog, yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but he's, he's supposedly the best surgeon in the hospital, but he chases an invisible ball. And no. by the way, and it was already a problem because he, in your fantasy, when he's fighting that older woman, we then <laughs> said, and as Todd is always horny, that should end with them furiously making out, which yes. is also... <laughs> so it's it's, to me, in this episode... He's going to be a, a sexual harassment pre Me Too. He's going to uh, have a intense sexual relationship in, in a fantasy with an older woman, yeah. and then he's going to be a competent surgeon that also fetches tennis balls. Yeah, um, and, and, <laughs> but and dude, we fought for got, it for days. But. but Bill, when he wrestles that woman, I laugh. I was belly laughing. It is so <laughs> fucking funny. He's, I guess, I'm assuming. Out. I'm assuming she was a. Senior citizen stunt woman because they're really wrestling, like he was throwing her around. Yes. Oh, I don't know. And I don't know. Well, yeah, because she does the car smash and everything. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah. And then they made out. We should ask Rob uh, if there was tongue involved in that. Or he made out with her arm. Now. Yeah. Also, That's by the way, this is, this is ask him. Ask him. All right, Rob. Uh, it's time for another segment of Ask Rob. Rob. No, um, Todd talk. Todd talk. Oh, sorry. Todd to- it's time for, for another episode of Todd talk. Dan, some little jingle that you come up with Todd talk Rob what was it like making out with that senior citizen and um, was there tongue involved um, was her breath nice uh, tell us what that scene did you did you did you sort of summon okay. the, the the angst of wrestling her into a kiss Dogs. to wrestle the old lady it felt good natural just felt right you haven't really lived until you wrestled the gilf to the ground and gilded her lily. Nice little open mouth smooch there at the end to seal the deal. Gilf five. The Todd approves. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> and Rob, thanks for obviously preparing that because it felt like you worked on it and that you wrote it out ahead of time. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he always writes out his answers, but maybe he's, you know he's doing his best. That's I will tell you. I'm jumping talk. ahead. I'm jumping ahead, but the argument started, Zach, with originally the scene with Todd uh, uh, is um, you had a tennis ball in your hand anyways, and you uh, threw it, and that's how you got rid of him. And then somebody, it's not me, I wish I could take credit for it, one of the writers said, no, JD should pretend to have a ball (laughs) and throw it. (laughs) And then Todd goes, and then Todd brings back a tennis ball that he found somewhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> somewhere in the hospital. And that became, this is a writer's room, that became like a two-hour fight of going, it's too dumb that JD throws an imaginary ball. And that writer was like, but that's what's so funny about dogs. You can throw an imaginary thing and they'll go look for it. Right. Well, like, yeah, but he's a surgeon. <laughs> and, then, and then you call it back later in the in the lobby. He goes and chases the ball again. Right, yeah. when he tries well, yeah. to do it to the janitor. And he right. comes out. <laughs> You know what's funny? Rob does this this uh, subtle thing when I'm holding the ball that he's just kind of like bouncing like a dog would. <laughs> like when you get thrown. Doing his head movement. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's just ready for it. 
Josh uh, Cook hey, is correct, Bill. Josh Cook oh, nice. was the actor. There you go. So at 7.04, this is really interesting, and I, I she was a, a Sarah Lancaster gift yes, shop Yes, I girl. knew she was back. We were no one, we, no one answered me, but I said Sarah Lancaster was back. Bill, this is uh, – I have decided in, in the eight and a half years that I was on this program, um, it's the most unrealistic thing that you ever wrote was that J.D. can't seem to get it up for a gift shop girl. I, I, I feel it's the opposite of that. I feel that you're just – awkward uh, around her because she's stunning and that you just can't you just can't put your game on that's what i assume i, 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 I like, like that to be, i yeah. like that better that, because, that makes a, that yeah, makes a, that a makes, tiny bit of sense that makes a lot yeah. of sense I, that makes way more sense than you being like you want to do what <laughs> i don't think i can do that yeah. <laughs> the sauce thing killed me by the way zach the what i think it was uh, uh i really i love italian food i, I, I oh, love yeah. I, I love they're no, so good with sauce. Italian, so good. Italian people are so good at making <laughs> sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Just so bad on a date. He has um, nothing to say on a, the date. That's what he. That's what he's got. Well, here's he's a got good trivia thing. With her. He here's a good trivia thing. Oh, I know. Really I know. Likes him. Gift shop girl is very patient with this guy because yeah. uh, he's he's just he's boring conversation. He doesn't want to make out. She's really she's really poor poor gift shop girl. Well, she, you know, by the way, this is uh, uh, how TV works. She was one of the only actor actresses that we wanted in the hallway in the finale that said yes, that then the network NBC, since we had left NBC, would not allow her to come do that one line in the hallway because she was a uh, regular on Chuck. Are you serious? Um, I'm so serious. Wow. So they didn't allow her or Masioka to be in our finale. Remember, so Frank, because they were both, one was Chuck and one was Heroes. Right. And, uh, and, and we had left NBC and gone to a different network. So they were like, nope, can't even be there to wave goodbye. So wow. late. I remember early on um, when Jason Bateman was on Arrested Development and I was on Scrubs, we were all at some fancy event, Bill, and the, 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 the presidents of the networks were there. And we were all drinking heavily. Um, and uh, well, not Jason, but you and I, and I think the presidents of the networks were, and we were like, let's just go negotiate this right now. And we were, and I think I, and we like went to the, the Fox guy, we're like, can Jason uh, come on do a spot on Scrubs? And he was like, sure. And then we were like, yeah. okay, good. Let's go to the NBC yeah. guy. Can I can I go do a little spot on Rest Development? They're like, sure. And we're like, all right, done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always how we ask both, when people have drinks in their hand. That's how it happens. We, we both ended up being able to do cameos on each other's shows. That can go, but um, Bill, that can go bad. That can go good, or it can go bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. You also so, sometimes get a very quick no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> or, or you can end up uh, getting hammered and noogieing him, like sometimes. And, and, and noogieing the head of the network. Yeah. yeah that happens. You know too. the uh, uh, I know, the most I ever got in trouble for something like that was you know you, I think you guys know you're both actors. You're allowed to do like three guest spots or something by contract on other shows, and you always have to ask. And Sarah had done a ton already on How I Met Your Mother because she played Stella, this character that people thought might be the mom. And Carter and Craig, who loved Scrubs and who, in fact, probably would have been writing on it, but they created their own show, you know, right when, you know, we were kind of trying to bring them over, um, called up and said, hey, can Sarah come back on the show and do a bunch of episodes? And I'm like, uh, contractually, I don't think she's going to be allowed to do it. And they're like, well, we've written them and we got to do it. What's the best angle? And I said, the best angle is to say I said yes, but to tell no one and just have her do them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, she, and someone and cared? She, 
when she went and did them and we got a call kind of in the middle of it, you know, that I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I had to play dumb and go, like I said, it was fine because it didn't upset our production schedule and blah, blah, blah. But uh, she wouldn't have been allowed otherwise, yeah. But that was, no, a, different, were- that was a different network, right? Right, How I yes, Met Your Mother is on CBS, oh, CBS and CBS. Uh, and she ended up doing, like, you're allowed to do three on a show, uh, but you're not allowed to be a recurring character I didn't like it when she was making show. out with Radner. I, I felt, uh, it just didn't feel right to me. We, we Josh yeah, Radner right. and I look a little bit alike, and I just felt like she, her character was cheating on JD. He's Shazam now, do you know that? He's, he got to be a superhero. He's Shazam no. now? No, no, no that's, that's, uh, no, that's uh, Zach Levy. That's Zachary Levi. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, Zach, you're mixing up. Chuck. Although, I mixed Chuck because we were talking about Chuck. Girl uh, hooked up with, with Chuck. Zach Levy. Sarah Chalk hooked up with Josh Radner, whose character yeah. I don't um, even know his name because I never saw How I Met Your Mother. Did right. you? You watched it, Donald? No. I, dude, I don't watch TV like that. Oh, okay. Oh, Unless oh there's an Donald. E-block on it. All right, 1129, Zach. 1129 is your is also in your top three pratfalls because you yes. mentioned her is sliding over. Uh, my favorite thing about that, can I tell you, is so we thought you could do it anyways, but you did it once in rehearsal, and it was good looking, but a little slower. And I don't know if you remember this. Uh, wax the, uh, the hood. I said, I said, what I think I'd like to do is wax the hood. Yeah. And they're like, and, and, and they were like, that you know, that could be, that could really hurt Zach. And I'm yeah. like, I'm feeling good about waxing the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember I did it. I don't even know if it was written, but you and I came up with it as a funny thing, like in rehearsal, I think. And then you were like, you know, it'd be really funny if we if we wax the hood. And I think the stunt the stunt guys were like, yeah, but dude, he could go flying. And Bill was he could like, go like twenty feet. Yeah, Bill's like, I, I feel good about it. He's- <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something right now. That moment reminds me of like you know your favorite movie. Like in your favorite movies, at the end of the movie, the hero runs and jumps over the door and jumps into the car and right. stuff like that. Right. And it really looked like it was going to be one of those moments. The only problem with it was, was the pad was just a little too high. Yeah, and so I know. And so you kind of see you. See him bounce. With, yeah, you see you bounce. Well, but, not if you're not looking for it. I mean, I if can't. If you're not looking it, for it, you don't get it. it. I can't been, do that. I couldn't have done that without a fucking pad, dude. Hell in no my head, say. in my head, and it would have been great because we would have used it. There was a small chance that he was going to, with the wax, overshoot the pad. <laughs> <laughs> and just Open cartwheel into the cement. You know, I laughed out loud because I yell. I go, "Tally ho!" <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about it is, a, I'm trying to make Elliot jealous, and I'm trying to look good for Give Shop Girl, and I just humiliate myself in front of both. I love that. It's so funny. Uh, it made me so happy. Uh, uh, you guys yeah. mentioned. Uh, 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 oh, by the way, there's one of our best cowboy switches at the 12 yes. minute mark when yes. uh, Kelso Stuntman rolls out of the car. Yeah, you're going, going too fast. Friend. You're going too right. fast, Bill. I'm sorry. I got excited. I did a lot of time checks on this one because there's well, a listen, lot. Listen, uh, to remind the audience what a cowboy switch is, it's when um, we, we creatively, without cutting the camera, switch between the stuntman and the real actor. So if you look at that car uh, stunt, uh, the stuntman comes rolling out of a moving car, and he comes far enough towards the camera that he goes off screen, and then where Ken was crouching and able to pop right up, and it seamlessly looks like Ken did the stunt. And that was really good. I don't know if that was Chris Koch or, or – well, this is Chris Koch's first uh, – Episode he directed, and he did a really good job. Chris Cox, yeah, he's really director. good. He's um, a great I, director. I wanted to mention, I got goosebumps when Johnny C. tells Richard Kind that he's sick. I thought that was so powerful, and he, he he kind of has to eat crow and and go, holy shit, look at this chart, you're sick. 
end Richard Kind with a really yeah. interesting moment. You can tell he probably secretly didn't want to be sick. He, he right. likes, you know, he likes the attention of being a hypochondriac, but he ne- never looks forward to being sick. You know, yeah, I, I really like that. I yeah, that that was to watch. Uh, Richard is a lot of fun because you don't know when it's coming. You really, really don't know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like on the show, we've gotten to the point where. We're gonna, you know, there's a setup coming. You know something's gonna happen, and when it happens, Richard even plays it off like, "Oh, okay," and then it sinks in, and it hurts, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm, I, I'm sick." Yeah, and you know, he he his his fakeouts his fakeouts in the show are great. Like later on, he'll come back, and he and I have like two episodes I think together. Yeah, and I love I remember- that courtroom scene. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the scene in the around the table where Sam Lloyd, R.I.P., you know, has what I think is the greatest pratfall, even kudos to Zach in Scrubs history on that one. That one's pretty amazing. What's yeah. that one? That's one's when Sam Lloyd, it's so hard to do, is arguing with Joanna Margulies and Donald and he gets very sweaty. And uh, he said, I said, oh, you have to figure boom. out a way to knock yourself out. And Sam said, I'm gonna, my hand sweat is going to make me slip on the table, and I'm going to slam the side of my face into this table and then fall off screen. Yeah. And he, there was no pad. He just did it. it was, it's fantastic. He Amazing. crushed that. I, just, I assumed that there was some, some trick to that. I didn't know he just there did it. There is no trick except we said, you have to do it hard enough that when we add the sound effect, it looks painful. And he's like, I got this. <laughs> 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 Uh, hey, we're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we will have a guest. We'll have a genius question. We'll be right back. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval to Apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com. 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And our guest is here. Give it up for Anthony, who wore a suit. Oh, really? That makes me happy. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous applause. Oh, nice. Hey, I I was, I thought that Oprah didn't do the Oprah voice anymore. And therefore, I thought it was funny that I was bringing the Oprah Winfrey show voice back. But when did you decide? When did you decide to not do the Oprah voice? What are you talking about? No, I'm not saying I'm not. No, he thought he was paying homage to something that's over, but she still does it. She still does it. Oh, yeah. Really? Where, so, I haven't, where have you heard Oprah? Uh, speak? So I watched CBS this morning. Oh. In the morning, I watched CBS in the morning, and Gail King's on it, and Gail mm-hmm. King and Oprah are best friends, and they just had a book club thing, like. They still continue some of the things that Oprah did on her show, mm-hmm. and Oprah had a book club segment on CBS this morning, and she did it. And I was like, holy shit, I sound like Oprah. So ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony, how are you? Welcome to to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Thank you, Zach. It's such an honor to be on. We really appreciate you you having us on, and it's such a great opportunity. Why are you, you saying, saying we? Are you, is it a royal we? Is are there... you are you a, are you royal? <laughs> no, no. My apologies. My apologies. My wife is upstairs, and oh. you know, of course, I share everything with her. So she's as you really should. Excited yeah, as you should. You're, you're well, very Anthony, sweet. they don't they don't know your story. So oh, do you want to tell it to them? Anthony, tell oh, us. Oh, this is story. exciting. Thank you, thank you. And it's it's something that's great. Um, in part, other ways it's it's not. But uh, you know, part of the reason we reached out was. Uh, we really loved how authentic Scrubs was and how you made all of the characters, you know, your own. Each of you did in such a great way. 
that, um, you know, last year my wife and I actually lost uh, a little girl a couple of weeks before she was due. And we had a tremendous experience with the doctors and nurses that were at the hospital and helped us through that whole process that we, um, started, you know, working on a project and actually are, are working on what's called a bereavement room right now with the hospital that we, we lost our little girl in, in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And so from that respect, you know, when I rewatched all of Scrubs, I, I went through it in about a week and a half earlier this year. It just made me think about how, you know, how much we appreciated all that the doctors did. And again, that authenticity that you all brought to all of the show and you know we are we're thankful for that we really appreciate being able to come on to the show here today if it's okay to to plug you know the fundraiser that we're working on with uh, cleveland clinic Please to kind of do this initial room yeah tell us um wow um i think you caught us all uh speechless um we're so sorry for your loss um but but please tell us more about it um, because I I I I think everyone's interested to know what what you mean by I think I know but just tell everyone what the cause is and what a bereavement room is. Yeah yeah no thank you thank you uh, so the cause is for parents who have you know what we call stillbirths which is generally anybody who loses a child after twenty weeks but in any case anybody who loses a child is obviously a, a tough thing or any family member. Um, which is why, again, we've appreciated everything. And I know I keep saying we, but uh, my my wife and I have appreciated listening to this show and how much you've shown caring for the essential workers, all the people out there who are are trying to help support each other in this tough time. Um, but for our bereavement room specifically, it's meant for people who go through a similar loss to our own, where it creates a home-like space for parents so that way, for the little time that they get to hold their little ones, they get to make it feel a little bit more like home and have bonding moments that just get to, I think, emphasize even more the great care that they get from the doctors and the nurses who help them go through that. And so our goal is to create that space in the hospital and, and do it through a, a website called give.ccf.org backslash the butterfly suite. Um, and, and the butterfly suite is the concept that my wife and I came up with that we're hoping starts at this hospital and can expand nationwide because it's not something that really gets to too much press or notice when people lose children, but it is something that, um, we know, you know, happens more often than anybody cares to, to really recognize. So, uh, Anthony, um, am I understand because I've never heard this before, um, when parents have a stillborn, are they are they usually given the opportunity to spend some time with the baby? It, it's actually changed a lot in the last few years, thankfully. Uh, it used to be that, no, most of the time, a mother and father would never even hold or get to know their, their child. They would just kind of be taken out of the room and, you know, go through whatever burial a, a parent wanted to do. But now, thankfully, they have something called cuddle cots, which help keep the child cool and keep off some of that process that, that happens after you pass. Um, and in our case, we spent about eight or 10 hours with our daughter 
before we we kind of gave her over and were we were very thankful for that. We even got family photos and other things that organizations are are now coming out and helping out with a lot of that stuff where a few years ago even you might not have spent any time with your child. Wow. Was that a, was that, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm so moved by this. I've got tears in my eyes. I, 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 I don't even know what to say, but I, was that something that you and your wife had to quickly discuss if you wanted to do that? I imagine it would be hard for some people. They would say, I don't know if I could, if I could handle that. I, I mean, I'm, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking like, gosh, would I be able to handle that? Yeah, it, it's definitely a whirlwind. But thankfully, we were able to uh, have some time through the delivery process. It still took us about a day to have our daughter that we were able to think through some of those things. And the nurse, that's where I say we had terrific care, where the original resident that we had, he was the, the head resident, but he um, you know, came in, asked us our daughter's name and would constantly repeat her name. Anytime we were talking about delivering her, the nurses helped us through that whole process that they asked us, you know, do you want to do this or do you not? Mm. And they kind of helped give us guidance and get us a lot of mementos and other things that we will cherish for the rest of our lives. So it, it is an interesting item that, um, yes, it, it happens very quickly, but through the care and support of, of those people that we've mentioned, they they absolutely helped us do that as best as we could. Uh, Anthony, man, uh, hey, I'm Bill. Nice to meet you. The uh, nice uh, how you doing? Uh, look, the coolest thing and why I find you so inspiring is the main reason that we wanted to do this show was because I'm much older than you. Those of you that can't see Anthony, he's a very young, handsome man. It's annoying. Um, he's and uh, he looks good. He's, yeah. uh, he looks sharp. <laughs> but the uh, 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 is that you know when I was a kid, you used to have a cliche that doctors and nurses, uh, you know, your parents would want you to be a doctor to be rich because you can golf all the time and make tons of money. And when we started this show, it wasn't about being a doctor to be rich anymore. It was to uh, if you went into that industry, being a nurse or a doctor, is because you wanted to be of service to people. You know, and one of the things I'm witnessing right now that I find inspiring in a very cynical time uh, are uh, uh, I don't begrudge anybody that's feeling beaten down right now or that uh, is very close to feeling like they should give up. But what's amazing is when you meet someone like you that goes through something with your wife and then um, decides to be of service to others, you know, and I, I find that very inspiring amongst uh, people and specifically young people like yourself. It gives me optimism uh, in ways that I don't otherwise always have it. So thanks, man. It's very, very cool. Make sure yeah. you mention the website again at the end because it's yeah. a tough one to remember. We will. And Joelle will put it on the, uh, on, on our page so people can click on it. Absolutely. Um, I will. I, I'm Anthony, sorry. Can you tell Anthony, them I'm so, I'm so sorry, man. You just caught me so off guard, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I apologize. You guys were having a good time and I just, no, but it's, no, 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 It's important. It's important. It's sobering. Like Donald said, well, Joel, you what you said? You have some positive news, Anthony. Do you want to – well, one piece of news, how close are you to your goal for the bereavement room? Well, we're, we're very close. So we were aiming to raise about $25,000, and we're a little over 21000 raised already. Um, and so we're very thankful for all the support that people have provided as it is. Well, let's get um, it over but, that. 
Let's yeah, try I think and we'll get, get it over. It. Now, wait, well, Anthony, will you be turning? Um, the, the, I assume the hospital has said yes to this, and there's a room for it, um, but it's going to cost roughly that to convert the room. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's that plus what we're aiming to do is getting like a full size bed versus kind of a, a twin sized hospital bed in there. So that way, you know, mom and dad can sleep together or mom and mom, how dad and dad, however it is, is set up. But, mm -hmm. you know, in addition, having a music player, a crib, certain types of things that again, make it feel like home. And yes, there is a space already at the hospital that um, parents will be able, they'll be able to convert right now and, and mm -hmm. utilize because we talked longer term about building a space, but this is maybe a good happy medium for the, the time being. All right. Well, let's, let's give that uh, website another shout out. Yeah. Quick say so it again get for that us. Going, please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's give.ccf.org backslash the butterfly suite. Okay. Now you have one last piece of information, but I don't know if you want us to share it to all of our listeners or if we no, can okay. share in this bubble. Okay, go ahead. Joe, we are, so we are thankful <laughs> that uh, my wife and I are expecting again and we're oh, doing hey. Wait, when are, you awesome. when are you due? Uh, towards the end of October. Oh, That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Dude, it will not change your life at all, I promise. Having a kid, <laughs> it's just, it's the exact same for you guys as a couple. It's going to be no difference. I probably, I'm joking, obviously. You know how you guys go out all the time and you, well, yeah, not it's now be because awesome. of COVID, but you know how you guys have all of this time to yourself and stuff like that? It'll stay that way. No, yeah. it won't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it um, won't. Congratulations, Anthony. Congrats, that's, man. That's that's a, a, happy, a happy ending. And I just want to say, I'm I'm so moved by people like you um, who go through something like this and then uh, turn around and go, "How can I make a difference for the next person who has to do this?" I just think it's heroic of of you to go, "Okay, this happened. How can we make a difference for the next couple?" I just think that that's that's very moving to me, and I I just want to. Uh, uh, give you accolades for that no and then i we we know we're not the only ones for sure and, and there's been so many people who have helped support us because they've gone through the experience before that we feel it's just that we try to do the same and again thank you all for bringing it together a show like you did that gave authenticity that i've heard so many stories of how many people you've inspired to become doctors that it's it's tremendous as well. So thank you all. Uh, Anthony, I also and, uh, I want to tell you, I feel a, a connection to you because I can tell by the say that, way that you said we all the time that you're also like me. You're a little afraid of your wife and uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you, <laughs> you would get in massive trouble if you didn't. So tell me what's her tell me again. What's her name? Just so we remember. Yeah, her name is Megan. And, uh, you know, we, we are a partnership, so we try to do everything together, but you're right. There's always a little bit of fear. In, yeah, in see, Bill, 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 see, Bill, you might want to try that out. Bill, you might want to try out being a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much fear. I, yeah, my, fear he is healthy said, though. Fear Anthony is healthy, said though. a little fear. These, bo both like of these, a, both of these men are terrified of their wives. Listen, I have a fear, big blanket of fear. Fear keeps you married forever. That's what <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say. That's a good t-shirt. That's a good t-shirt for the merch shop. We have a partnership like the way that like a uh, police officer and whoever was in jail have a partnership. You know what I mean? Like the, the kind, no, I'm joking. Uh, I think that's awesome, man. What do you guys do out there, Anthony? What do you and, what do you and Megan do? 
Uh, so I'm a financial advisor and I work with people helping them, you know, try to get to secure retirement. And my wife actually runs a non-for-profit modern dance company here in the Cleveland area. That's what's oh, up. Cool. Megan got rhythm, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, By the way, I, I need to know right now, are you in Maya Hell, Anthony? Did you guys have to do a first dance at your wedding that Megan just slayed it and that you had to take lessons for weeks in advance just to be passable? Luckily, she did not want to be overzealous like that. Oh, so good for you. Kept it chill. You know, everything was good that way. But I did... In college, uh, we went to college together. I actually took her ballet class for one of the semesters that we were in there. And oh, that was a fun experience. Is that Dude, how you guys that, met? I was about to say, it's very smooth if that's how you met. No, we actually met in high school. Oh, oh man. Followed her You're to one, college or she followed you? Uh, it's more I probably followed her. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's all that. that. <laughs> we had this conversation earlier. We had this conversation about this episode. You know, we talk about it all the time. Guys get heavily invested. Girls are the ones that are like, I'm going to college and I'm going to go do my thing. Maybe I'll see you when I get back. Yeah. You were like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't wait till you get back. Yeah. I'm going to college with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right on there, Donald. <laughs> um, I don't even feel like we should. I, I don't know if you even have a question. I don't know. I'm tongue tied. Anthony, do you have a no, question? You, you're good. You're good. I did. I had a couple of them, if you guys wouldn't mind. Yes. Go you have, you yeah, have, you have the creator of the whole darn thing here, Bill Lawrence. So go ahead. Well, the first one I, I think was similar to how our experience went, where we were so thankful for the, the hospital staff. And that really, I think, transformed how we felt about the whole experience. Of course, we, we still have a lot of feelings. And we just wondered, though, if each of you maybe had any similar types of experiences that you felt or went through and wanted to share. Uh, uh, you guys can go, go first, unless you want me to go. Well, I guess the I, real one, you go, Zach. I'll go first. Um, I've had a lot of death in my life uh, over the last couple of years. Um, my, I lost my sister and my father. And, uh, and then, of course, just recently, uh, uh, Nick Cordero, although because of COVID, I wasn't really allowed to be a part of, of the hospital experience of, of, of losing Nick at all. Um, and I just, I mean, I, I could go on for a whole podcast about, about my feelings about uh, the, the staff of, of bo- in, in both instances. But um, I'll just say that uh, I, I, until I had these experiences, I didn't really realize the, the difference that, um, that a great doctor and a great nurse make. And it's funny to say that because we did a TV show about it for nine years. But until you, until you have the experience where a nurse does a subtle thing that makes my dad smile or, or, um, or, 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 or puts up with him when he's complaining and then gives me a little bit of a, a sweet smile. Uh, it just makes my, me still this day want to put my hands on my heart. Um, and I, and I, 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 I'm blessed that I didn't have that experience before scrubs, but it would have informed it more because I saw firsthand the, the, the difference that, that love coming from these people makes and and like what like bill said this used to be huge money making jobs they're not anymore people aren't doing this for dough anymore they're doing it out of service and and of, and of the desire to help people so um yeah i i really i, I really uh, and 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 so invested one thing i do know about nick's case is that it, uh, amanda told me that when the doctor uh, when nick finally passed uh, his doctor was crying alongside her mm. that's how invested he was mm. in 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 
in in his well being and uh, so yeah th- those 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 in short those are my my recent experiences and I, I I'm I'm very very moved um, by by your story and and I and I, I I'm I'm just so happy that there are people out there that wanna that wanna do this with their lives. Yeah, you know, knowing that there are people out there, you know, Zach's right. You know, th- this was a job. Being a doctor was a job that. If you stayed the course and got into private practice, it would make you a lot of money. And knowing that people are still doctors and aren't making money, like when I go to my pediatrician and take my kids to their pediatrician and stuff like that, and knowing that he's not making a lot of money off of us and everything like that, but he cares for my kids so much, it it, it really puts me at ease. You know what I mean? The fact that I can call him whenever I want to and he'll pick up the phone, it really puts me at ease. And I, to all, everyone in the medical field, that's one thing that's so important. I know that you, you know, I know that they deal with traumatic things often and they put up a barrier and a shield to keep them from catching feelings. But to find a doctor like Zach was talking about who is so invested, it's, it's heartwarming. It's really important. And, you know, I've been very lucky in my life to meet people who genuinely cared about myself and my family uh in the medical field and so field and so because of that yeah that i mean that's my experience uh i'll go last anthony and uh i'm always tempted to have the real jd listen to this because he was my best buddy in college he was a screw up we drank beers together and when he decided to do this he's a much better person than i am and I'm not saying I'm a bad person, but like a lot of young men, I started pretty shallow. And it's so important to have someone in your life that is trying to do more important shit, whether it's being a doctor or a nurse or a teacher, you know, something of service. Uh, and uh, it meant so much to me that these guys got to know him. Uh, and I always remember that when we started this, you know, a guy that I never saw as, you know, having the level of depth and integrity and the big heart that he had, uh, he gave us all his real stories. If you watch The Pilot of Scrubs, he hid in the closet with uh, a, a female intern because he didn't want to be the first one into a code. He married uh, another physician named Dolly Clock, who uh, 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 you know he did his residency with. Um, he gave a he he uh, accidentally hit somebody with a needle that caused a hole too big, so that it kept leaking out and squirting out, like when Donald put gum on the guy. And he did all those things. And he was always around the set. He's now a cardiologist and a heart surgeon, and he runs a COVID command center in Los Feliz himself. He's the CEO of the hospital. And uh, 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 the one rule he had, he said, "You guys are allowed to do any jokes that you want, but you have to protect one thing, or I'll stop working here." It's uh, all these young doctors and nurses want to help and they have to always want to help and they have to always care about the patients. Otherwise, it'll mess up our friendship. And so I always, it's too corny, but I see this show as a love letter to that dude because we all need that person in your life, you know, that when they ask you what you're doing, you're like, oh, I'm doing this superficial thing. And when you ask them what they're doing, they tell you, and then you're immediately like, oh, I'm a horrible person. I need to do so much more with my life. And he is, uh, yeah. he is that guy for me, Anthony. And uh, that's why it was so inspiring to hear you talk about doing the same type of stuff, man. You guys got to have the real no, JD as a guest on this sometimes. Yeah, we, would we love should. That. We would love that. We should. We got we to gotta move him ahead of, uh, of, other, of others. Except yeah, Anthony, do you have anything else? Anything else, Anthony? 
I could do a slightly more uplifting. Yeah, end, 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 end us, end us <laughs> on some uh, on some upliftingness, Anthony. So with that, you guys have talked about some great stories of the props guy hiding Rowdy. You know the boom <laughs> guy having the Banaka. Yeah. Who was your favorite non-actor member of the team, and maybe what's a fun story about them? Oh shoot. Okay, well, so I have a couple of them. One, uh, Bill Lawrence is the best boss that I've ever had in my life, dude. So much so that he's now, I now consider him family. You know what I mean? But back at you. Uh, but he is the 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 one person uh, in my life that I've worked for that I never felt like, you know, and, and and he's had to be hard on me sometimes, but he never made me feel like, you know, I uh, was an employee and he was my boss and he was making me do my job. He's always made me feel like an equal. So because of that, he's one of the, he's one of the most important people in my life as, uh, as a man now. And there's my parents. And until I met Bill, I, I feel like I was kind of lost. And then I met Bill and now I've learned so many things because of it. Your answer is Bill. That's too nice, man. That's too nice. I'm excited for Dude, Zach's answer. I to have, too. Zach, no, it's, all, it's very <laughs> sweet, but how the fuck's my answer not going to be Bill now? <laughs> no. So, that Donald being said, are closer in some that ways. being said, that being oh, that was said, a, then there's a comma coming. Okay, go ahead. That being said, there's <laughs> it's one. It's the teamster named Frank. No, I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> there's, one, there's one guy on the show who all of us, Bill included and Zach included, who we all have a fondness for, and it's this dude Patrick Bolton. Yeah, we mentioned oh, him in the last awesome. episode. Yeah, and 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 we love everybody that we've worked with. We've I love everybody that I've worked with on Scrubs, but Patrick Bolton has a special place in my heart. Him yeah. and Deontay Gordon actually too. Deontay yeah. has a special place in my heart, but Patrick has a special place in my heart because when we first started doing the show, he I'm not going to say he was bullied, but he was the person that was uh uh not made fun of what's the word that what's the he was the person that was i guess the most vulnerable to uh pranks no if you think of it like this like like think of it like a high school and like the grips are like the jock tough guys right and like patrick is like the nerdy um british uh chess player right (laughs) and these guys tried their hardest to break him and he always came out on top. Well, then he like, became our best friend. <laughs> right. Well, there's that too. But I remember they they one one time they jelloed his yeah. his prop cart. Like in the show The Office with the drawer. They jelloed his whole cart. <laughs> the whole thing. That's impressive. But he got but he his his comeback He ate was, that jello. I'm just kidding. No, his <laughs> comeback was better than all of them. He dressed up like the dude who jelloed his shit. And clown this guy so hard yeah, that I he, think even I think I think even uh, Sean was like, you know what? I respect you, dude. You are. He, he played him all day as <laughs> all uh, he, day. He got in character and played the that guy all day long. Yeah, that's so funny. So yeah, Patrick, if you ask me, my, you know, we all had great connections. Bill is very important to me. Okay. Patrick is very important to me. Well, I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, 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 
yeah, everything Donald said about Bill, Bill's great. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you guys, Zach, are you free after after the podcast is over to tell me your answer yeah. in a more fold out way about yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Because Donald, gonna, it's going to be as good as Donald's. I'm going to take what Donald, good. I wrote down, I took some notes on what Donald said. I'm going to say the same thing, but just probably add a few things. Well, you um, probably say with more big, with bigger words too. Yes, like smart. Yes. Uh, I'll use deserve. I'll say. I'll say, Bill, you are deserving. <laughs> Bill, you are deserving. Go on, move on, of that move phrase. on. Uh, Patrick Bolton. I, I got to say, it's the same answer. He was a set dresser. We mentioned this in the last episode, but um, for those of you who, who didn't hear or don't, don't know, a set dresser is the one who's the on-set representative of the art department while we're filming. So he's moving uh, set pieces around and moving decor around. And uh, so we were, he was always there. And uh, and we just got really close with him. And he's a very sweet guy. And he's very funny. And Donald and I took him to Vegas. And we've, uh, we've had a lot of adventures with him. Dude, he worked on a show that I did after. And I was trying so hard to get him to be a regular on a show. But he was doing... Did he do Undateable? Uh... Yeah, he's he was, there for a second. Yeah, he, he was doing he was something. He was doing before. something with Bill that he was like, "Oh, I can't do this. I'm just day playing for a day." But yeah, it was he's like day one playing. Of the, yeah, it was one of the best. Like, if I was in a position to hire someone uh, for just to be around, he's one of those people. Like, he's yeah. one of those people that you need. Like, he could take it. He could give it. Like, there's just so many ways that he was such a an amazing person. Yeah, uh, I will. I will close by going quick and saying that we are very lucky because Rand starts with Randall, my old partner, and and you guys love him, and he's yes. my first one. But Randall put together a crew that I was uh, uh, used across so many shows. Because let's face it, how many shows have you guys worked on that right now I can go? Uh, Liz, Inwood, Sean, the Chung brothers, Ethan, Tanya, you know, Carrie Bennett, Sylvan. You know, Richard Well, you guys remember all these people. All of those names, I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. You know, and it just keeps going and going and going. Um, but for me, the most interesting one, and it might surprise you guys, was uh, the editor of Spin City was a very gruff guy um, named John Michelle. Yeah. And he, uh, he taught me on Spin City, I just remember it, Gary Goldberg, who's my mentor, brought me into editing. He's like, John, I'm not going to be living in New York. You got to teach this kid to edit. Because I didn't know how to edit anything. And John in front of me said, Jesus fucking Christ. Because it's like the last thing he wanted to do. He had won Emmys for editing the original Cosby show and all these other things. And he taught me to, uh, um, he's very kind of, you know, subdued, quiet dude. He taught me to edit on that show. Um, And he became a mentor of mine. And watching you guys kind of embrace him as part of the family meant so much. And my favorite memory uh, as everybody, this happens in a weird way. Everybody calls people by, sometimes you'll run into a person that you call them by their first and last name. And I think, I can't remember if it was a cast member of one of the writers, but I always referenced him because there was a John Inwood. I would always say, yeah, and I was with John Michelle. And um, a huge group of people on that show thought that he must have like French origins. Like yeah. his name was like, his name was like, his name was Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel. His name was like, I, I thought uh, he did. Jean-Michel. Yeah, his, he name did. Was, his name was like, Jean, his name is uh, Jean-Michel Jones. And yeah. watching him finally to one of the writers go, enough of this fucking shit. My name's not Jean-Michel. My name's John. My last name's Michelle. And, maybe so- <laughs> and he's like, I, he's like, everybody around here has been calling me Jean-Michel for two years. It made me so happy, but he's such dude, a good Zach- dude. Zach used to call him Jean Michel all the time. Jean Michel. I, I, I thought he was French. Jean Michel. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he's like this. Like he, you saw him. He was in the show. He was the neighbor that gets mad uh, when when Donald keeps putting a rowdy in front of his door. 
He's uh he's uh he's like this big gruff guy and he does not look like a Jean-Michel. <laughs> Yo, no, he was a, a blue collar dude that's an editor, man, and is yeah. such a meat and potatoes guy, you know. He was, well, he directed a couple of episodes, Anthony, of of Scrubs also. And but when he directed, he did every like there was like every take, there would be 10 takes for each setup, right? So wow. you would be you would work for because he's an editor, so he wants everything covered, right? He didn't even care what you guys were saying. He's just like, right. I'm going to need this, I'm going to need this, I'm going to need this, yeah. Now, normally, if a director comes in and says that shit, you're like, all right, hold on now. Okay, I understand. You want to you wanna shoot the shit out of this, but we got to have some... No one would stand up to Jean-Michel. <laughs> Jean-Michel would be like, this is what we're doing, and everybody would be like, okay, yeah, 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 that's what we're doing. <laughs> you got it, dog. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> He, by the way, he never had a sentimental, I'll tell you the last thing, and it's way too many stories. He didn't have a sentimental bone in his body, it seemed. He's very gruff and not a sweet guy. And uh, I was married very young, and a marriage that didn't work out, as opposed to the one Anthony, you know, I've been married for 20 years, I got three kids. And on Spin City, I was working there all the time, and I didn't even live in the same state as my wife. When, you know, we were married when I was like 23, and she's 21. And we split up, and... Uh, I was in a bad place and I went home to my little studio apartment in New York and uh, there was a knock at the doorbell and much like it would happen in high school, John Michelle there was the six pack of beer and he's like, yeah, you and I are going to go walk somewhere and drink beer, which is his way <laughs> to say like, are, are you okay? Do you know what I mean? And uh, he didn't really ask me if I was, he didn't ask me if I was okay. We literally went out and drank six beers, three each, and he talked about sports. And then at the end, he was like, uh, you good? I'm going to see you at work tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. He's like, all right, good night, man. And it was so, that's why I mentioned his name, so touching, and I hope he Very hears sweet. this. Uh, I'm forever grateful. Very sweet. All right, we got to go, Anthony, because um, we've gone longer than we've ever gone. But, Bingo! Um, but what a show. Knew it. Um, Somebody just went like this. Bingo! <laughs> Why? Is that, is that one of the bingo card things? Yeah, absolutely. We've gone long. Uh, we've gone Anthony, long. Anthony, it's great so meeting you, man. It's such an honor to meet you all. And if oh, you're doing your European tour sometime in the 2028 time frame when COVID's <laughs> right. gone, if, and you stop in Cleveland, feel free. We're happy oh. to have you guys We're going to come to Cleveland. Are you in Cleveland? Yeah. Are you in yeah. Cleveland? He said he's in Cleveland. Yeah. I thought he said Cincinnati. Dude, have you eaten Maribel's? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Mabel's. Yes. Delicious. It's the best yeah, so good. barbecue. It's the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Mabel's. Wow. Have you ever eaten Slimers? Yeah. Slime, sli- is that Slimans. it? Slimans. So, that's the biggest sandwich I've ever eaten in my life, dude. Have you guys ever eaten there? <laughs> no. Nope. My, my, my wife is. Uh, my wife since the show's uh, running long, we probably cut what Donald likes to eat in Cincinnati out of the show. <laughs> no, the, no, no. Cleveland. If you're oh, in sorry. Cleveland. <laughs> if you're in Cleveland. Mabel's. And Slimans, okay. I promise you, you won't go wrong, especially okay. if you like red meat. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Anthony, really thank you. And we'll it. put the link to the website on our page so anyone who wants to contribute uh, can. And thank you so much. And we're, we're, Thanks, all, Anthony. we're all very excited for you and, and your coming baby. Thank Ladies you. and you gentlemen, give day. it up for Anthony. Anthony. And Megan. See Anthony. Zach, you, we've been going so long. He is what an inspiring guy. Oh, we're going so long. I, Do you want... I Do you want to rattle off a bunch of times, a bunch of remaining times yeah, of, of stuff? Well, I, I just want to say you can't not talk about Dr. Yanni Tour. It's some people's favorite thing ever. I, uh, you have to, dude. Well, 1845, Dr. Yanni Tour. Yanni Tour. That's huge. Yan. Um, and what about he goes? What about how Neil goes? Um, 
look, I borrowed some stuff from your locker, our locker. Uh, yeah. That was not <laughs> yeah. script. That was it's, not scr- scripted, by the way. That's just a classic Neil Flynn. Like when Donald says watching other actors, I know that that stuff was just I borrowed some stuff from your locker. Yeah. Uh, which is supposed to be funny because he can get into your locker. That he changed it midline to our locker. It kills me. <laughs> yeah. What about when I go? Um, when I go, uh, Sarah says something like, "Oh, it's it's going great, right?" And I go, "Yeah." And then the voiceover goes, "Throw her down on the gurney and mount her like a lion." Like a lion. That was a very Woody Allen reading. Donald usually points those out. That was yeah. a Woody mount Allen. Mount her reading. like a lion. Mount her like a lion. <laughs> uh, I, will, I I I loved I loved first time we hear it. Chocolate bear. Why so sad, Chocolate Bear? Why so sad, Chocolate Bear? Uh, and then, uh, you did you guys know that, or did you um, uh, consult Was uh, that the Trevor Wiki? I would never consult Trevor Wiki. How I, dare I, Zach? I would. How dare never you? I got that first uh, first time Chocolate Bear's ever said from uh, from Scrubs Wiki. Yeah, I, I would uh, never uh, Trevor Wiki. What else you got, Bill? I, I will tell you that I decided that I was going to work with Bob Clendenin again, and uh, you know, ended up being a regular on Cougar Town. When at, at twelve thirty, when uh, when he's walking out of there um, with Carla after he, you know, after he talked to uh, 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 Richard Kind's character, uh, he says, um, you know, he's talking about the other cancer doctor, and he's like, that guy's a better sense of humor. Everybody likes him more. And then he says, of course, he wouldn't be laughing so much if he knew I was sleeping with his wife. Okay. Uh, you know, and this is the best part. And then in the script. He was just supposed to walk away confidently whistling. And then yeah. Bob Clendenin said, I think it would be funnier if my guy can't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch, he walks away going, <laughs> barely blowing Aaron whistling. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen, man. That guy oh. is so good as a character actor. I love that guy. I, I try I to put him in everything too. I do too. I did, I did, I did a, uh, I did a sitcom called The X's, and he came on as a guest star one day. And, uh, when I say from table read to rehearsal, Slade, Slade, every time, every time, I'm surprised they didn't bring him back on that show as well, man. Like he just always, always on fire. When he walked in, I was like, "Yo, this dude's gonna be great." Watch, yeah, <laughs> that guy did slays. Not well, thank you, William uh, Van Duzer Lawrence the Fourth. Yep. Oh, you know, hey, by the way, you know what the most fun about this episode I said, was? I said that you were the third, and, and people said, uh, no, it's the fourth. he's the fourth. Yeah, there's four of them. Um, I got to say, man, the coolest thing talking to you guys about this stuff is I never know which way it's going to go. And often, you know, you come into these things kind of just searching for something, and what you end up doing is discovering things. <laughs> <laughs> come on! <laughs> No, it was all right. It was all right, but I saw it coming. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. You waited the whole episode. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, no one does a callback joke better than Bill fucking Lawrence. Come on. Come on. It's in there. That was incredible. It's in there. It was good. But you waited the whole episode to get it there. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Uh, we're gonna but end. I'm glad, sh- I'm glad you liked the recap. Ooh. I'm glad you liked. <laughs> that one was good, dude. That one was good. Um, listen, we're gonna end the show with another song that I found uh, by the Shins. And why are we allowed to use it? You say, Zach. Well, I'll tell you why. Because it was written for the film "Wish I Was Here," starring Donald Faison as an Aston Martin dealer. Um, the Shins- I was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I've been in so many movies. Yeah, I was were- in that one. Yeah, you were in that one. Okay. Were you in Garden State? 
Were you in Garden State, oh, Donald? God, no, 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 no. He hired Method Man. Okay. He hired oh, that's right, that's right, that's <laughs> right. That's Listen, right. Uh, we love you all. Um, <laughs> this was an original song. Uh, the sh- I'm ready to talk it up. Danny, you ready with the talk up button? Ready. Uh, we love you all. Listen to the show. Tell your friends and uh, subscribe. And and what do you do? You rate it, give it five stars, and uh, and follow Big Donald on Instagram. Bill. Bill, big thanks to Bill Lawrence for coming Thank on you, the show. Thank you, Bill, for uh, so fun, guys. The show. Everybody loves Love you. Love you both. Uh, this is an original song that uh, James Mercer wrote after he saw the film Wish I Was Here, and it's no surprise that they're a favorite band of mine, and he wrote this beautiful song. Here it is. It's called So Now What?
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.